A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but... God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> my mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3.17, that's all. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. And... Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBM Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewed in this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Master's Dog, episode 19. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. Uh, so today we're going to just do, uh, there's a few things I wanted to talk about, kind of a hodgepodge of stuff that I've either overlooked or uh, addressed in other places and wanted to, to kind of tie up some loose ends maybe or just kind of wrap things up into one nice neat little uh, episode here on the master's dog so let's go ahead and we'll jump right in we'll start first um, I've kind of ignored the everything going on with Todd Bentley um, for a couple of weeks just kind of trying to watch and see what's happening so I think it's about three four weeks ago a member of his ministry staff came out. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Why do I always have to yawn right at the beginning of this episode, of this show? Uh, it's weird. Um, maybe because Todd Bentley bores me. <laughs> I've dealt with so much with him over over the years and talked so much about him that he just is boring at this point. But so member of his ministry staff came out and did like a 30 minute video basically accusing him of all kinds of 
just weird sexual perversions within the ministry, um, preying upon uh, interns, um, homosexual, bisexual issues, so on. Obviously, there's the issue of adultery um, with his first wife that he cheated on his first wife with his current wife, who was uh, apparently an intern as part of the ministry as well. And now apparently there's accusations that he is uh, cheating on her with male interns and so on. So all kinds of stuff going on. And initially I was just like, I I thought this is a, a big deal that needs to be talked about, but then it was like, the man is, has been proven to be a false teacher. You take away all the sexual things that have have been an issue or accusations and just look at the, the teaching that he makes and the false teaching that is out there. The, the false uh, teachings about angels and revival and resurrections and healing and all the other stuff. I mean, this is the guy... That, that tells stories about God supposedly told him to kick an old lady in the face with his biker boot and who on video has been seen punching uh, men with cancer in the stomach, um, supposedly because this is how God wants him to use him um, to heal people and then uses uh, scriptures like where Jesus spit in the mud and rubbed mud or spit in the dirt and made mud and rubbed it on the, the man's eyes and then use that as an excuse to punch and kick and, and uh, exercise violence upon people who are in need of healing because Jesus did some strange things by spitting on the ground. So now I can go and punch and, and kick people, um, in the name of, of Jesus to heal them. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. It's blasphemous. Um, it's heretical, you name it. And so why would I expect a false teacher to act like a, uh, a believer? And why would I be surprised when a obvious false teacher, uh, finds himself in, um, under accusations of other things? I mean, this man is is not a minister. I what he does is not a ministry. It's a it's a sideshow. It's a carnival. It's entertainment for the sake of entertainment, and it was all just so he could get famous, so he could get girls and apparently boys, um, and and it's playing out. So again, these are the accusations. I should refrain from saying that this is this is what is happening. I mean, it's we know that he cheated on his first wife with his, his second wife. And so, I mean, adultery is there, um, without a doubt. Uh, this man should never have been, he he should have stepped out of quote unquote ministry and never come back in until absolute restoration. And as long as he's married to this woman, I mean, he's actively engaging in adultery every time because he married her based off of adultery with another woman. And scripture is clear on that. So, and so all this other stuff. So there's just weird stuff. We'll watch and see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Already seeing some people making excuses for him and trying to explain it away. And then others that are just, that have just been chomping at the bit to condemn this man anyway. So, I mean, 
we should be treating him like we would treat a, a tax collector or a, a Pharisee or you know a prostitute or a tax collector, or however the verse goes. Um, and that should be we should be preaching the gospel to this man. Someone needs to go find him, sit down with him. My brothers and sisters in Canada, you need to go find this dude, sit him down, and preach the gospel to him, the true gospel, and pray that the Holy Spirit brings conviction. That this man would turn from his sins and turn from his lies and turn from his false teaching and preach the true gospel of Christ. This is a man that I, I don't think should be back in the pulpit for years. There should be a long period of restoration for this man, if there's any. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit because um, with the next person that we're going to talk about, Benny Hinn, um, I talked a lot about him the other night. I didn't. I want to talk about a little bit of a different thing. So Justin Peters, um, who I love, uh, who has is a great guy, discernment ministry. I, I haven't met him, so I can't say that. But knowing people who do know him, um, phenomenal man of God. We'll we'll leave it at that. But I have a little bit of a disagreement with uh, with Justin. And, and that is in this sense. So Benny has re repented. There's been a few different videos come up over the last week, um, continually talking about a repentant heart from this prosperity ministry. And, and especially, you know, he talks a lot about the whole issue of seed money. You plant this seed of a thousand dollars and you'll receive a hundredfold and truly praying on the poor because this is who is giving this. You know, if, I, if I've got a, a, a good nest egg and so on, I'm not as a, a, the appeal of plant this seed and gain back a hundredfold is not is not as great to, to somebody who is financially stable as it is to someone who is poor. And they hear that and it's it's, you know, and especially coming from a man of God. And and so there's this concrete thing in there that they're going to give this money and it's going to come back to them and it doesn't and so they're, they're, these men have been preying upon the poor um, at watching some of the reactions from both sides of this um, the prosperity preachers are talking about how, how heartbreaking it is that he came out and said this there are others that are just absolutely like, well, no, this can't be true. This, you know, they're completely discounting it. Others like Justin, who have said this, is what he should do, he should restore money to those that he can. He should, uh, and then he should, the last thing is he should never preach again. That's the thing I disagree with because here, and, and I keep praying that, that most of this is the influence of his nephew, Costi, who's written a great book. I haven't read it yet, but I've got it on my list and uh, in, my, in my library and Kindle to read it. But I'm hoping that it's Costi, who is a solid brother and a solid follower of Christ. Um, I hope that it's the influence of his book that is what's causing this. And I hope that, that Costi can sit down with his uncle at some point in time. And again, the same thing that needs to be done with Todd Bentley preach the gospel make sure there is a solid understanding of what the gospel is and it's not this it's not about prosperity and it's not about health and it's not about wealth and it's not about anything other than the forgiveness of sins 
and make sure that that is understood. But man, I would love to see with the with the platform that he has and the, the sphere of influence that Benny Hinn has. I mean, hundreds of thousands of followers. I, I haven't looked him up. I'm actually, he's actually blocked me on Twitter, so I can't really look him up on Twitter to see how many followers he has. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure it's hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter. If this man were to go out and start preaching the true gospel, the influence that he could have, just going out to the crowds that he used to preach prosperity to and repent to them and then share the truth of what Christ truly wants to do, and that is cleanse them of their sin and draw them to himself and, and, and encourage them to repent and trust in Christ. I can't imagine the... the uh, the I don't want to say windfall. Um, the harvest that could come from this man and the, the just the um, sphere of influence where seed could be spread. So that's my disagreement with Justin is the fact that I don't think he should never preach again, but I don't think he should preach for a long time. I think there needs to be a lot of study, a lot of counseling, a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one heart to hearts with his nephew. And and study. He needs to be a Berean. He needs to go back to the Word. I mean, one he has to he has to uh, recant of the the heresy that he he preached that there's nine people within the Trinity. I mean, that's a huge thing that needs to be um, recanted on his part. And and then he needs to start start preaching the truth. But it's going to be a while. There needs to be study, and there needs to be um, again somebody to come alongside him and disciple him and make him into a true disciple of Christ. And so again, we will sit and we will watch. I, I'm, I can't immediately just, I have to admit I'm skeptical. I'm absolutely skeptical. Whenever one of these uh, prosperity guys lays out, um, you know, a, the slightest change in their, their theology and so on. I'm very skeptical, but I'm hopeful. I know that the Holy Spirit can do amazing things in regenerating and transforming people by the renewing of their mind. And so we pray. We sit and we watch and we wait and we pray for this man to truly be saved, to truly come to know Christ, to to learn and to study and to um, to know Christ and to make him known and then to return to public ministry with the with the influence that he has and start preaching the gospel to those people. That's my prayer for Benny. And then the last thing I want to talk about is Jackie Hill Perry. And I've kind of ignored this for a little while because I've just kind of been watching. Um, I love Jackie. Uh, I, her book, her, her albums, um, her spoken word stuff. Her husband is a, is a great... Um, on the street evangelist guy. I mean, I, I disagree with a couple of things that I've heard him say and stuff like that. But I mean, these guys are, are doing some amazing things. I love to watch like videos of their kids and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, full disclosure, I am a Jackie Hill Perry fan. But when I watch Jackie Hill Perry do ministry, and it was the same thing watching propaganda do it to, to team up with these questionable ministries and and i mean 
you know, prop is is lined up with was lined up with Rachel Held Evans, who is a heretic, and uh, Beth Moore, and so on. And now we're seeing a Jackie uh, fo- following along the same lines and and doing a uh, a conference with uh, Christine Kane and uh, Jen Johnson, who is a heretic, who is a an a, not just I won't just call her a false teacher. She is a rank heretic teaching the rank heresies that come out of Bethel, um, out of Redding, California, and Bethel Church. And so Jackie was at a conference with them, and I have to admit, I was I was like, what's what's happening? You know, what is going on? And I've always said, I have always said, I will preach anywhere. If Bethel were to call me today and say, come stand at our pulpit and preach and did not restrict what I could preach, I would go in a second. I would stand up at the, the pulpit and I would de- I would declare uh, Bill Johnson and Chris Valentin and uh, Bethel as heretical and false teachers. And I would preach the true gospel. I'd probably get dragged off the stage by the time I got to this point. But I would do everything I could to preach the true gospel to the people inside that building. And hope that the Holy Spirit could change some people. So I don't know what Jackie uh, taught at this conference. I have no idea. I have not seen uh, videos. I've not. I, I don't know. I want to see it. And from what I know of Jackie... I can't say I know Jackie um, the way that I know some of the other Christian hip-hop artists and stuff like that. But having followed her, having read her book, the the Twitter that she she does that I've followed her for, for years on Twitter, um, the, again, the spoken word, all the things that I've heard her do, the information that I have heard her put out, this is a solid Christian sister. Her theology is good. Um, her teaching is good. So I can only hope that in this conference that they allowed her to teach that. Now, I know that there are some people that are going to go, oh, she's social justice and so on. Again, I'm, I'm, I stand back from that because I, I didn't sign the the statement on social justice. I didn't agree with every portion of it, but I don't agree with every portion that, that Jackie and Sabidi and so on are. I'm kind of in the middle on this, and I'm just kind of praying for my brothers and sisters on both sides of that. That, But again, I digress in coming back to Bethel and what she did there. I don't know what she taught, but I can only hope that it was a solid message regarding the gospel. I would hope that she would... Uh, you know, d- uh, denounce her friend, Jen Johnson, as a heretic and publicly recognize that. I doubt she did that because I've seen the, her talk about that Jen is her friend and stuff like that. So I'm assuming she didn't uh, call out her friend for the heresies that are taught there. But hopefully she gave a solid presentation of the gospel i've seen a couple of tweets since then where she again she is a solid sister in her faith but the problem with the risky relationships with these these heretical churches and heretical teachers is first corinthians fifteen thirty three makes it very clear and it says 
bad company corrupts good morals. It is all, or I can't, I won't say always, but it is far more often that we see when these risky relationships happen, when we see people come into these, these alignments with, with false teachers and so on, they are usually dragged down the path of the false teacher and not pulling those false teachers up into a solid foundation of truth. I mean, we've watched it with Lecrae. We've watched it with, with other Josh Harris and, and stuff like that. We've watched people who have walked away from the faith um, based on you know their relationship with, with false teachers. I don't know if Josh Harris was a false teacher, but you know Vicki Beachy, the, the reading and, and so on, uh, false teachers that she read, uh, Eugene Robinson and, and so on, that caused her to say, well, you know, Matthew Vines is another influence, false teacher that influenced her to come out as gay and to start teaching that you can be gay and Christian. And that's a, that's a heretical teaching that is going to lead thousands of people to hell who think they can actively engage in a homosexual relationship um, and, and make it to heaven. And they can't, you know, and Jackie's book was a, a phenomenal um, example of that so again it's a very risky relationship and the ris reason why I res withhold judgment on Jackie is the same reason that I'm withholding absolute uh, accolades for Benny Hinn I need time we need to watch and to see where this goes we need to see if Benny Hinn bears fruit in keeping with repentance and we need to see if the the risky relationship between Jackie Hill Perry and Jen Johnson and Bethel is going to draw her down a path into false teaching. I would hope that, that again, Preston is uh, a good spiritual leader in his home, that he would keep her from, from going down that path, that he would, he would have a, a, a greater influence upon her than the false teachers of Bethel would. But we have to wait. We have to watch. I can't condemn her just because she preached at Bethel. I'm very skeptical. I'm very fearful of what that means. But I have to take her at her face value, and I have to, the things that she's said since then, I just think I, I would not call her a false teacher. I don't think she's a heretic. I don't think she has fallen away or apostatized or any of those things. But I think she has got some some issues that she needs to start discerning relationships a little better. The people that she associates with um, and, you know, becomes co-belligerent with uh, it, it again. There wasn't a whole lot of blowback when Al Mohler, or at least I didn't see it, when Al Mohler came and spoke at BYU and and stood up there. and he, But he stood in front of that Mormon, that group of Mormons and said, I don't believe we're going to go to heaven together, but I do think we may go to jail together. And so he made the distinction. And I, I would hope that Jackie did the same thing. But now we just sit, we, we see that there is this... This relationship there, this risky relationship between her and Bethel. And now we can only watch and see and pray and pray that the Holy Spirit maintains a, a strong faith within her that she's not able to be drawn away into the teachings of uh, the heretical teachings of Bethel. And so that's it. Again, we just 
we pray, we hope, um, and we trust. And as always, we preach the gospel at all times and we use words because they are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Thank mm-hmm. you.